Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test? The nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? tuning in to the pre-show. Welcome to this episode of the JAF podcast, the J-A-E-F podcast. If you don't know what the J-A-E-F stands for, it stands for Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. Well, why? 
Well, I believe that um, if Jesus is the Son of God, if He is God, if He was God, as the Scripture says in Revelation, He who was and is and is to come, if He is before all things, if He is the Creator of all things, and if in Him we move, breathe, live, and have our very being, why not? Why not? lean on why not stand on why not seek insight why not approach the world through the beginning through he who is eternal who is before time you know before the beginning as the scripture says in the beginning was the word but what happened at one point there was no beginning yeah that baffles a lot of uh people who try to uh, reason with God and try to put God in a box or try to basically put time around God. God exists around time. So this is episode three of our 2024 kickoff. I kind of got carried away there, but this is episode three of our 2024 yeah, kickoff series. And as I was brainstorming, it was like, hey, why not spend some time on the runway before we take off? Uh, we have a really interesting lineup uh, for this year. And I trust that by the grace of God, we shall uh, get through all of it. I look forward to even having some interesting people on the show, some guests to kind of, you know, journey along with us here and there, come in a different uh, series. So, uh, I'm looking forward to whoever will be the first guest, but hey, why not start off with Jesus? You know, I I have resolved that um, last year, which there's a series in the book that, that, that I'm preparing for the book of John, where by the grace of the Holy Spirit, I will bring to attention some things that we had kind of not really focused on, you know, we had kind of pushed to a side. One of the things that the Holy Spirit really challenged me in, in recently was to, you know, many a times when we read the Bible and I'm looking at the Bible as a blueprint, you know, the Bible tells us how we got here, why we're here and where we are going to go when we leave here, uh, you know, whenever I get a chance to, to share the gospel with people on the street and, and, and talk to them, uh, I always tell them this, that everyone, every single person on this planet is driven by their belief system to these three questions. Where did I come from? Why am I here? And where am I going after this? Somehow the answers you hold to those to, to those three questions seem to navigate your course throughout this life. Those seem to be the waters that you tread upon. And as your responses, which are the answers to those questions, you tread your boat is, is going to navigate those answers as your waters, as you navigate or sojourn through this life. So anyways, one of the things that we was brought to my attention that I've been hammering on 
uh, the last couple of episodes is starting to read scripture as not just linearly, as many times we read scripture as sentences. We don't understand that these are utterances that are coming from the spirit realm. And somehow the spirit is trying its best to, to, to paint pictures of what is happening behind the scenes in the spirit realm. So these utterances are to us written in, in the vernacular that we can best understand them, but we are left with a lot of responsibility to attack, to attach spiritual matter or spiritual structure to sentences, to words. Because there's a scripture that says in Proverbs that uh, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous runs into it and they are safe. So that's Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. That means for you, when you just use the name Jesus, for you think it's just a name. But what you may not understand that in the spirit realm, when you call upon that name, that's why in another verse says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But the scripture is telling us the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. And if Paul tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in the heavenlies, that means these are all spiritual enemies. That means if I'm going to be protected, I need to be anchored under a spiritual anchor to be protected from spiritual enemies. I cannot be anchored around a physical shelter when something spiritual is coming against me. No, I have to run under a spiritual tower. In the spirit realm, it's the name of Jesus. James chapter, um, James chapter 2 has a very interesting saying. It says, um, James chapter 2 verse 19 says, You believe that there is one God, you do well, even the demons believe and tremble. So, it is only to a kind of person, it is only to those who try to say, yeah, you know, God is not real and things of that nature. That, But the scripture is saying even demons know, even Satan knows that God is real. You know, Satan knows because the Bible does not hide the origins of Satan. You know, that's the thing about the Bible. Unlike any other book that you might read as a religious, um, uh, as, a, as a religious book is they never tell you the beginning or ending of things they really never you know they never explain the beginnings of humanity the beginnings of the evil of this world the bible does not hide all of this the bible tells you that satan was once an archangel you know in heaven and he deceived a third of the angels and there was a war in heaven and he was kicked out so the Bible does not hide these things. A, a book which does not hide the grim, the, the, the dirty, the filthy, the betrayal, murders that have happened since uh, the beginning of time, and especially of some of, some of the people that are being used in society, um, a book that does not hide the dirty and only show you 
the good things. That's a book that is saying, this is the reality of life. This is the good, nice, bad, ugly. And it put it lays it all out for you there. So anyways, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. I can run into it and I am safe. So now I was thinking, it's the beginning of 2024. You and I have a lot of unknowns. We've never been in 2024. Let's face it, right? So how do we deal with that? What should be the one of the first things that we're pulling out of our toolbox? You know, I'm looking at 2024 as an enemy, you know, or I'm being cautious. What is the fast gun that you should draw? And I say, well, let's go into the unknowns of our existence in scripture and let's see how God dealt to them. What was the first thing he pulled out of his toolbox? And that's what the last three episodes have been about. Well, the last two episodes. And it all came down to this. In the beginning of creation, uh, we say uh, in Genesis chapter one, there's an ingredient that we see there, uh, kind of like a weapon. You know, if you've played video games before or you know about building characters, is you set up with a character who's novice and it's, you, you're trying to give them supernatural abilities. So let us look at how God deals with the unknown, with the mysteries of life. Let us look at Jesus at the beginning of his mystery, at the beginning of his ministry. Let us look at what does what did God do? What does Jesus look at us? How does he evaluate us? If he was to give us a report card today, and we're like, hey, Jesus, um, what should I watch out for? What are some of the things that he would caution us about? Good thing we have scripture to show us that, to tell us that. So uh, let's do a recap. Somehow this recap is really good and I just keep enjoying and, and, and mentioning it and mentioning it again. So I hope you don't get tired of it, but there's something here because I want to challenge your thinking. I want you to start to see scripture, not linearly, but add spiritual matter to it. When I mention these words, don't just think about them as linear. Think of it as a spiritual force, as a spiritual entity that you could almost physically handle in your hand and wave. I mean, the scripture says we are created in God's image. So if God in whose image we're created is operating in this manner, I think we, his children, we, his offspring, we ought to operate in the same, in, in the same manner. Wouldn't you think so? You see, um, Jesus would always make this statement. He says, I do nothing of my own, but what I see my father do. And that is one of the reasons as to why Jesus had a very good track record, a hundred percent track record. Jesus received in the spirit by the, by, by, by the gift of the Holy Spirit, discerning of spirits, 
a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and all of that. He saw the blueprint of the Father. We shall look at that in the book of John. So why should you and I reinvent the wheel? Jesus came and he showed us that he was trying to follow in the footsteps of he that had sent him, his father. And so he was stepping in those same footsteps. Right? You think about it. Excuse me. So why am I trying to improve upon Jesus? I'll be a fool. I would be a fool. You and I would be a fool to try to improve upon Jesus. Man, if you and I can almost get as close as we can to walking as Jesus walked, to, to, to handling business, to living life the way Jesus did, you and I could get out of here and on the day when you and I take our last breath, we will be satisfied, ready to be received in the hands of glory. So one of the things that I've, I've started to change in my way of thinking and approach is to use the vocabulary of heaven because you think about it if a soldier let's say in the in the in the canadian armed forces or 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 or, or the united states is deployed he to another country overseas he doesn't go there and change and 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 speak or and work and and function as the soldiers of the of, of the allies the country allies that he's been sent to help no otherwise if he was doing that that means he would pretty much be just like them and they would not need his help So you and I have to go back to speaking like God the Father, speaking like Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You and I have to pick up on the vocabulary of heaven. You and I have to think like how heaven thinks. We have to come and now enter a lane where we, 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 we operate our lives and say, I do, not, I do nothing with my own, but what I see Jesus do. Because Jesus also said that I'll send you another comfort to the spirit of truth. He said he will show you all things and he'll teach you. He'll teach you all things and show you all things to come. He'll take up what's mine and show it unto you. So most of this, most of this year, my goal is going to be to go through different portions of scriptures and 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 re-equipping re realigning our thought process and patterns that anytime you read scripture i want you to start imagining the spirit realm you know we use our imagination all the time 
we we use our imagination all the time this is what this is why fantasy sells uh the genre fantasy or what's the other word um fiction why does fiction sell why does fantasy sell because it allows you we use that imagination when we read that kind of fiction or whatever it takes us we are able to picture it but somehow we just haven't been trained we haven't been told we haven't been taught how to start looking at scripture as spiritual matter as having structures in the spirit realm so all 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 that i will be doing this year pretty much is using different passages of scripture and seeing how we can fit them into uh my everyday life your everyday life and see how we can start to be more spiritually minded to be more spiritually minded for instance here's another one do you know that most of us are more aware and our mood is more likely to be changed if i speak curses over you if i talk about the devil if i talk about evil if i talk about death if i talk about an accident if i talk about cancer society has trained us to have an imagination that quickly captures and forms images of anything dark but we can never sit down and receive with the same intensity, with the same gravity, if I speak words of life to you. Okay, if I walk down the street and I walk up to you and I say, um, I say, hey, what's your name? And you say, my name is whatever. And I say, you, now I'm just using an illustration. So God forbid anything that I'm going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, nothing will come against anyone who hears this, but uh, I'm not going to mention any name, but I'll use some names, but if that ends up being your name, don't worry. Uh, we've put an insurance policy around this. I just want you to see this because if I woke up to you and say, Hey, what's your name? I say, Hey, my name is. James, I said, James, you've got 30 days to leave. You're going to get in a terrible accident. You're going to get in a terrible accident. Now, even right now, I can picture that as I'm saying that, it's already having a certain darkness to it trying to enter my imagination and try, it, that statement alone has already drawn some negative energy into this atmosphere. But if I woke up to you and I say, hi, what's your name? Say, hi, my, my name is Lucy. I said, Lucy, I just want you to know that 
you are going to have a splendid January. Or, and I say, um, in two months' time, something good is going to happen to you. If you're looking for a job, I want to say, uh, you're going to get the, the job, uh, uh, your dream job, or you're going to get your dream car, or you're going to move into your dream house, or, uh, and I just tell you something good about yourself. Why is it hard for our minds to, to, to receive good news, to imagine good things happening to us? There's an enemy, there's a force, I dare you. It's so hard to sit down and think of good things happening to yourself. It is so hard. It is so easy to think of bad things happening. It is so hard to invite a bad mood. It is so fast to, to take on a bad mood. It, why? Well, I didn't even intend um, to go there, but let's, let's take a scripture detour and we'll come back. So the point is that whether I'm, not, whether I'm talking about God, this is not even having to talk about God. What I'm showing you is how far our minds have fallen. It is so easy for you to believe. And, and if I told James that thing, his day will start to go down. He will start to self-sabotage. He might even be scared to enter into a car. Why? Why? Why do we trust negative words so much? than positive words. Why, why, why don't we cash in on good words, on positive affirmations? Why don't we spend time doing that? So there's something in man that I have to introduce the God factor. And this is why this podcast is called the Jesus and Everything Foundation Podcast, because I believe, as the scripture says in Colossians, that we just can never remove God from the equation. He's attached to everything because everything is from him. Now, willpower I gotta, I gotta factor that. I gotta add that in because if I say everything is from him now, some of you, uh, some of it, well, so why isn't he taking care of the COVID of these of the bad things that are happening? No, 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 no. God created man good. Even Satan, the devil, the serpent, the dragon, before he was that, he was Lucifer. And he was created in beauty. But the thing is, what you have to realize, my brother and sister, is that God gave us a willpower. I think that's the one thing that I, I uh, when I'm always trying to explain to people how the dynamics of God and life and all of this is, so why this, why is that? I tell them, the moment God introduced willpower into the equation, 
it meant you and I could do what we want to do. Think about it this way. If I had four, if I if I had four candies, and I told you that these are the four candies, these are all the candies in the world. And I've given you the freedom to eat all these four candies. But I never told you that there was a fifth candy. And the reason I never wanted to tell you about it, and in fact did not introduce you to it, was because I thought that it would not be good for you. Years down the line, and you get to find out that there was a candy that Calvin hid for me. Would you say that I gave you ultimately ultimate willpower to choose of choice? No. You would still say, well, you hid that one candy from me. And I would say, well, I thought it wasn't good for you. I, I kind of, because I did not think it would be good for you. And you still say, yeah, but you still hid it from me. How do you know it's bad for me? Why, why can't I find out? So that's where we find ourselves. The moment willpower is introduced, um, God could no longer control people from venturing off into whatever direction they wanted to. You have the willpower to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior or not. You have the willpower to either choose to spend eternity in heaven or not. You see, God is not forcing people into heaven and God is not forcing people into hell. God says, I put death and life before you. Choose life that you and your seed may leave. If you want to choose heaven, you can make the choice. But God is not going to force you to go to heaven. However, if you don't choose heaven, there's only one option left, hell. But God is not forcing you to go to hell. If you want to go to heaven, you can go to heaven. Simple. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. So, all you got to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, um, I just threw that in there. Okay, so I want to I wanna go back to examining, to examining uh, this whole issue of our affinity to negative words and negative images versus our low, uh, uh, we have a high affinity to words versus a low affinity of our imagination capturing positive words spoken into our life, you know? How often do we wake up and like, man, this is indeed the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad. Like I'm trusting like great things are going to happen to me. Like phone calls are going to come in. You know, I'm going to turn my life around. I'm going to break free from this addiction. You know, I have power over this thing. You know, we start off with a negative thinking and, and images and whatever. Now, some of y'all, some of that is not your fault. It's not our fault. We live in a fallen world. We're surrounded by forces of darkness. Uh-huh. Remember what we've been talking about? The two ingredients that we see happening in moments when God encountered darkness, when there was darkness. There were two power twins that were called to the scene. And this was light and life. So we're going to go back to that. Just hold your thought. Um... Let us just kind of follow this rabbit trail of what could be the reason that you and I 
perhaps when 2024 comes, I mean, 2024 is already here, but remember we're saying in the beginning, there was darkness upon the deep. That was the premise of how we started this discussion, right? So, um, and I drew uh, two parallels from Genesis chapter one and also from the gospel of John chapter one. Okay. I hope you're enjoying this because I am. Okay, let's keep it going. So we, let's follow this rabbit trail because sometimes what I really love about coming on the air is sometimes I'm, I might plan to go one direction, but somehow the Holy Ghost will just, the Holy Spirit, um, or the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit will just come in and take us on a rabbit trail. So I'm just going along. So come with me. So if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, the title of the two episodes are Let There Be Light. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So I've already given you the answers to, 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 to where we're headed. Uh, this is a, a spoiler alert. But we're investigating how we can tap into these oracles, these spiritual oracles, these spiritual personalities called light and life. And I believe this is what we really need as we're venturing out into uncharted waters of 2024. So the first one, we were looking at the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter one, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Now, there's something that happens there. It is interesting. This is for another day. I'll, uh, uh, I'll maybe I'll revisit the series at one time I did on uh, decoding creation. Look at something beautiful here. There were three problems that existed in the heaven on the earth when we first encounter it. Now, let me first offer some uh, clarification. We call this the gap theory. You see, most people are always asking themselves, well, the Bible is only this number of years, but we see dinosaurs that are older than the Bible, says the age of these and, and these and, and creations and bones that come up. The fossil record doesn't lie. However, most people miss it here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, when? That means there was a beginning when God decided to create the heavens and the earth. However, there is eons of time, I believe, between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. So Genesis 1-2 is in, in the middle of the scene, this is like so much as, just think about it, like a movie has been playing, right? It's a three hour movie. It has been playing for one hour and you just walk into the theater and you're coming onto the scene and there's already action happening, meaning there's already been a buildup. This is what is happening to us when you read the book of Genesis. We're coming in at not at the inception 
we get one line that tells us about the inception, but there's a lot of action that we don't know about that the Bible doesn't give us. The Bible kind of brings it in here and there. You, you, ever, you ever seen one of those movies where they show you what is happening, but they show you flashbacks and they show you what is happening, but then they show you, uh, they, they'll, they'll open another scene and say 20 years before or five years before. They show you what happened. You see, that is the style that the Bible was written in. We arrive on the scene after so much has happened before we get on the scene, our creation, our being. However, listen to this. This is very interesting. By the way, I hope you enjoy this because I am. So there are three problems that existed on the new heaven and the new earth. You see, God did not create the earth without form and void. No, 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 no. The earth that we live in right now, the story of creation that we read actually in the book of Genesis is a refurbishment. This is a new earth. It is God refurbishing this earth. This earth had existed before. There was a creation that existed on this earth. Now, some people might argue, some people will stipulate, some people, but um, I, I presume that this creation was not created in the image of God. That's why I think when God does this again, he says, let us make man in our image. Because if you look at the fossil record, it exhumes creatures that were not entirely man. I mean, that were kind of man looking like, but they were not like in, in, in the image or like in the bone structure, like they're not in the exact replica of human beings today, at least before when we see Adam and Eve arrive on the scene. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I think, you see, one of the gifts that I pray, when you read the Bible, ask the Holy Spirit to open up your understanding and to give you, open up your imagination into what happened before we got here. And this is how I always try to read the Bible. When you're reading the Bible, you need two lanes. Um, wherever you're reading, you always read it, always picture like you're reading as you're driving a car in a middle lane. On your left, that is a lane where you see cars uh, you, you see things or ask the Holy Spirit to show you things that have happened before the scripture that you're reading, right? And then on your right-hand side, you are you need information of what happens after that scripture. So when you're reading the Bible, if you read it single-minded, you can never get the full picture. You need to read the Bible with almost three minds, with three thought processes, the, the current, the previous, and the after, before, current, and after. For instance, when we see weird 
uh, and, and now there's also, oh my goodness, this, this is, <laughs> um, yeah, I am, I, I don't want to go so far off camera. Let's come back. Let's come back. So I, I, I will be introducing some of these, uh, nuances on how we should read this book, this spiritual book how we should read the Bible. It is not a normal book. This is a book from God that he chose about 44 authors to write down his thoughts. So let's go back to Genesis because remember, we've been on a series. You and I are going to encounter 2024. There's so many unknowns that we're going to encounter. And I thought, why not look at how God in whose image were created, how did he deal with the unknowns at the beginning of creation? How did Jesus deal with the unknowns of ministry when he first came on the scene? And what else does scripture have to tell us about some other beginnings? What are the ingredients? You see, because the power tools that are called to the scene, I believe those are spiritual weapons that you and I need to call onto the scene for 2024. And spoil a lot. There's two power twins that we see, light and life. Now the two work together. The life of God is in light, but la the, 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 life, the life of God gives off light, but the light of God also gives off life. And so they're kind of intertwined. But so, let me read the first three chapters of Genesis, and I'll show you there are three problems that existed in this first beginning, way, way, way back before you and I ever got here. And you'll see that there's one problem that God focuses on before he takes off in building up creation. And I want to exhort you. I want to challenge you that you spend the next couple of weeks calling for this God factor called light. Because the first thing you're encountering in 2024 is darkness. Darkness is not just uh, bad or evil things happening. It is the unknown. Anything that you don't know, that you can't see, is darkness. Right? I hope you agree. Okay, let's go back to reading Genesis chapter 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now, there are four problems that existed in the first beginning that we have here. It says the earth was without form. That was the first problem, and it was void. Problem number two. Then it says, problem number three says, and darkness was on the face of the deep. That's problem number three. And it says, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. That was the fourth problem. Because if you read down after the first three, uh, after the first two chapters, you see that God deals in how he creates the heaven and the earth. He first deals with the existing problems. 
But it's very interesting, out of the earth being without form and void, darkness and water on the face of the deep, God first dealt with darkness. Hmm. So the first thing you read that God created, he, he invites on the scene in verse, verse 3, he says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from darkness. Now, <laughs> I will. Some really good things are gonna. Uh, we're gonna have. I believe this is gonna be the best year of you and I fellowshipping on this podcast. So invite a friend, invite a friend, and invite a friend. And by the way, if you want to come on the show, you're invited. The details are in the uh, podcast uh, description. You know, so previously, we have always read when God said, let there be light and there's light, and God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called light day, and darkness he called night, we think of that as, um, <laughs> uh, this, this is a, um, we think of that as yo, day and night. No, that's not what he's talking about. Those are entities. Those are entities. Those were authorities. Those were authorities. Those were authorities. So I will take you in the book of Job. And you see that Job, probably some say that the book of Job was the second book written after the book of Genesis and says he was the wisest man in the East. And you will see when trouble befell him that when he started to curse, he was cursing using the constellation, using stars. And, 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 and like, I was like, wow. So we will venture into some stuff then I'll show you that the language that he's using, in fact, that is going to be one of our learning texts to show you that the Bible was not written just how it reads, but how it works. <laughs> so the first thing that God dealt with when he created the heavens and the earth, there were four problems, remember? Without form, void, darkness, water on the faces of the deep. And I told you that if you read gradually downwards, you'll see that God deals with darkness and then he deals with the waters and then he deals without the, deals with the, without form and void. It's very interesting. So you and I need light as we enter 2020, 2024. And I, 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 and I hope you're really enjoying this. Now that is one asp one side of the beginning. We shall come back to that. However, uh, you may say, yeah, okay, I get it. That is God. What does what does heaven and stars and, and all of that have to deal with me? Okay, let's go to another beginning that light is introduced, but it's more personal. And this is in the in the book of John, 
the gospel according to St. John chapter 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It says, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Now you see why we call this the JF podcast, the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast? Because it says, All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. He Here's the thing, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Wow, I gotta read that again. It says, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So we see two beautiful parallels here that you and I are going to be venturing through. We're going to venture through the light that shined in the darkness of the world. But then we're also going to look at the light that shined in man. We need the light outside, but you and I also need the light inside. But the bottom line is, I love the way it ends. It says... The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And it says, by the way, let me just finish it. It's really good. There were, and it says, there was a man sent from God. This is again, uh, 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 John chapter 1, verse 6. I'm continuing, reading downwards. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Listen what it says in verse 9. It says, That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into this world. My goodness. So, you and I, the only way you and I can conquer 2024 there's some utterances that we need to speak the vocabulary of heaven. Like God, your father. Hey, just like he said, let there be light at the beginning and there was light. There's also another light that you and I need to be very, very well aware of, especially the light of Jesus Christ. You see, we need that one in our hearts because that one shines in the darkness of our heart. And the darkness cannot stay there. The moment Jesus is in our hearts, there's a light that he sets off. And that's why he says, we are the light, we're the salt and the light of the earth. Well, this has been fun. And I hope that you continue to journey with us as we continue to seek understanding from the light that was in the beginning that was spoken into the universe because of the darkness that existed, but as well as a light that shines in our hearts. It says, in him was life, and this life was the light of man. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I actually enjoyed it. it says, and this was the true light which gives light to every man coming into this world.
Wow. So this was episode three of a 2024 year kickoff of the JAEF podcast. Your host for today was Calvin Cavanda. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode. Wait, just one moment. These days I've decided that I will send you off with a wonderful benediction. So here's one for you today. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. Once again, this is episode three of the 2024 year kickoff series of the JF Podcast. Your host for today was Calvin Commander. Thanks for tuning in and see you on the next episode. Peace.